Welcome everybody to Love vs. Hate. My name is Anne and I am your old-fashioned nerd. And I'm Emily and I'm not eating a muffin right now. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) on this podcast, we like to debate about things in life that we love and that we hate. And usually, Anne starts ranting about something and I just sit there and... And get overwhelmed. And And usually she's not eating a muffin, but you know, some days... Muffins are just, they're just delicious. Some days you just gotta. You just gotta. You really do. And uh, today we're going to actually be talking about some phone apps and uh, some of the apps on our phone that we really love. This idea, by the way, came to us from David. So quick shout out to you. Thank you for this idea. We're kind of excited about it. But before we get into it, speaking of me and my (laughs) rants, I had an idea for this intro to talk to Emily about one of my all-time favorite loves in history. I'm just going to sit here and continue to eat my muffin while she rants. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So, do you know anything about the South Pole exploration? No. And the discovery of the South Pole? No. Well, I'm going to give you a brief history, and I hope our listeners enjoy it. If you do, let us know, and I'll probably do more because I love history. But if you find this super boring, that's okay. I am going to set a timer to limit you. Okay, what are you, what, give me like eight minutes. Mm, I was going to say seven, but I'll... Okay, I'll go to seven. Okay, seven minutes. Seven? Okay. Seven minutes starting now. All right. So, back in the early 1900s and kind of late 1800s, uh, a lot of people were trying to like kind of, the, the South Pole had already been discovered, but it hadn't really been explored. And so there was a lot of push to explore the South Pole. And so there were a lot of it also was coming from the British because the British had sent a few expeditions and they were kind of like doing some basic exploring, gathering fossils, that sort of thing. And one of the main guys who was on these expeditions, his name was Scott. And Scott was a big British explorer. He was very loved, very well known. And the problem was, though, on even some of these early expeditions that he went on, he wasn't necessarily super prepared for them. And there was actually a couple where he almost died. So not only was Scott a big name, he's probably arguably the biggest name in um, polar exploration, according to the British at least, but there's also another big name, Shackleton. Shackleton uh, went with Scott on these early expeditions to the South Pole, and he also was very interested in just polar exploration in general. So jump ahead a little bit to like, I might be getting these years wrong, but I think it's about 1911, and Shackleton decides that he's going to be the first man to reach the South Pole. So he goes down to Antarctica. He takes a whole expedition with him. He gets within 98 miles of the South Pole and realizes that, yes, he could continue and make it, but if he does, he's probably not going to live on the way back. He just kind of, he knew that, like, they were running low on supplies. His men just weren't in good condition. Like, there was a lot of things that he knew if he tried to reach the pole, he was going to fail. So he hiked it, hightailed it back, went back to England and was like, hey, I got really close. I'll probably maybe try again in a few years once I get enough money for another expedition. But like, it's just, I had to save my skin because he was smart. You know, that's, that's what Shackleton did. Scott, on the other hand, he really just, he was, um, he had a lot more pride and he was kind of criticizing Shackleton and saying like, oh, you know, you, you should have tried. You were so close. Like he basically just kind of tore him down and like ripped him a new one and was like, this guy is a sham. I'm going to go discover the South Pole. So Scott starts making plans, starts planning his expedition, starts getting funds, all that stuff, men, everything he needs to hightail it to the South Pole. 
Meanwhile, in Norway, there's a guy named Amundsen, and Amundsen was a huge polar explorer. He spent years studying with the Inuit. He studied in Alaska. He was very well versed, and he was actually the first to make it through the Northwest Passage. So he had done a lot of northern exploration, and he was actually at the same time as、uh, Scott is making his plans for his South Pole expedition. This guy named Amundsen, a Norwegian, he's making his plans for to discover the North Pole. What happens though is within like a month of、um, Amundsen wanting to like head to the North Pole, he learns that a couple of Americans had discovered the pole, the North Pole, and he was really disappointed because he wanted to be the first to the North Pole. So rather than completely just dismantling his whole expedition, which he spent years, you know, getting money, getting supplies, all that stuff, he decides, well, why don't I go to the South Pole? Nobody's discovered that yet, and I can make a name for myself. How did they know that the South Pole existed if nobody has discovered it? Well, they discovered Antarctica, and they had dis- they knew that the South Pole existed. Nobody had just reached it yet. That's what it was. It was the first person to reach it. So Amundsen turns his attention south, and basically at the same time, Scott and Amundsen reach the South Pole. And so now, not really on purpose, but it becomes this race. And so Scott is furious because in his mind the pole is his. He's the one who's been doing expeditions. Amundsen is this stupid Norwegian guy who's coming in on his business, and he's getting upset. So, but ultimately he's like, you know what? Whatever. He's gonna do his thing. I'm gonna do my thing. It's I'm frustrated. He's stupid, but whatever. You know, there wasn't really a whole lot he could do about it because where they started, they were at different parts of the、uh, Antarctic, so they weren't like. They never ever saw each other. Well, technically, technically, some of the British guys found Amundsen's men, but you know, it's neither here nor there. I have to keep this short. I only have、oh, two minutes and forty seconds left. Okay, <clears throat> so you have this race that it kind of turned into, right? You have Amundsen, you have Scott, and so they leave,、um, and they're racing to the pole. And basically, what ends up happening, Amundsen gets there first,、um, and he took a five-man team with him. They had a lot of、um, dogs and sleds, and they just were—they literally had pretty much smooth sailing. They just went to the pole and came back, and there wasn't a whole lot that happened in between. Other than there's a really sad part where they had to kill some dogs to stay alive. It was kind of <gasps> sad. I know, but it's what he had to do to survive. So, so Amundsen makes it to the pole, makes it back, no problem. Scott, though, on the other hand, he. Ends up, he、um, makes it to the pole eventually, but on the return journey, sadly, he and five, four of his other men pass away and they die on the return journey. From what? Well, <laughs> that's interesting because、um, during the time they didn't want to say that it was like hypothermia and like starvation and、um, what's the scurvy. Like they didn't want to say that because it kind of implied that Scott didn't prepare well enough. But nobody would ever say that because Scott was this big, you know. It's and that's what becomes interesting to me because now that Scott dies on the way back, Amundsen is the winner. He's discovered the pole. There becomes this debate of well, if Amundsen hadn't gone there, would Scott have made it? Like, did he push Scott to you know change his plans last minute because he wanted to reach the pole first? And there kind of becomes this debate, and they kind of they compare a lot how Amundsen got to the pole and how Scott did it because how they did it was extremely different because Amundsen took dogs, he had. 
um, see they were on skis the whole time. Whereas Scott, he really believed that if you were going to accomplish something, you had to do it all yourself. So the majority of the trip, they were man hauling. They were physically hold, you know, pulling those sleds with all their supplies, trudging through the snow. That all sounds on their like own working power. harder rather than working smarter. Yeah, which it really was. Um, and so there's, but it kind of just becomes this interesting part of history because they can compare the two. And um, and again, like I said, people debate. Oh well, if Amundsen wasn't there, then Scott, of course, would have. Wait, made so it. did he make it though, or he didn't make it? Scott made it to the pole after Amundsen had reached it. It was like twenty-eight days after. Well, why Amundsen is there did. a debate if whether he would have made it or not? If he would have survived, is the debate because it was on the return journey that they they died. So, that's where the debate comes of would would Scott have made it back alive without Amundsen there? During how the race? did he know that? Amundsen was there again. Amundsen left a little, they left a tent and he also left like a note for Scott. Oh, time's up. I could go on a lot more about it. There's a lot more interesting facts to cover, but in a nutshell, that's the story. So who do you think? Do you think Scott would have gotten there? I do not think that he would have survived, no. For many reasons. One of the biggest reasons, again, I'll try and keep this short. One of the biggest reasons why I don't think Scott was going to survive was because so on, so basically they have to do two trips. So they do one trip where they leave supply depots and then they come back with the intent to then go back out to the pole. So they kind of have to do two trips. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so on the first trip out, as they're leaving these supply depots, Scott made the decision that he was going to not put one of his supply depots where he originally planned and it was like a couple miles short of where he wanted just because of weather and other reasons he was like eh, we're close enough we're going to just leave this here on the return journey he was 11 i think it was 12 miles short he was of where he like wanted to put the depot in the first place on the return journey they died 11 miles from that depot so if he had placed it where he originally intended he he might have survived um, so I think that was a major factor, just poor planning, cutting corners. Also a big part of it was definitely the weather. Like for Scott, he just, he granted, like he just kind of had bad luck. Like he hit some really Cutting bad it weather. off here. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> but yeah, if, if our listeners want to know more, I have a lot more I can say about it. It's super interesting to me. I don't know. Maybe you all just jumped ahead 10 minutes and missed my whole history <laughs> lesson, but at least Emily got to finish her muffin. Yes, it was delicious. Probably more delicious than those dogs that they had to eat. You know what's intriguing? Amundsen put in his um, in his journal that the dogs actually were pretty good. They oh. felt really bad though. I mean, they, it was really hard for them to do that, but they well, had I'm to survive. I'm sure it tasted survive. good. It did taste good because <laughs> they were hungry. Yeah, they were pretty hungry. But uh, oh, it's such interesting history. Interesting. Speaking of interesting, if you didn't know, I am the most interesting woman on the planet. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyways. Did you like my history lesson? It was actually more interesting than probably all of the other ones you've ever told. Oh, thank you. <laughs> probably helps that we kept it on a timer. Yes. Yeah, we'll have to do that for future. That's a good idea. Anyway, let's actually get into the episode. Yes. So as Anne mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about our favorite phone apps. So, we've got our phones here. Yeah, we're basically just going to look at what's on our phones. So, to all our listeners, we encourage you to let us know what's on your guys' phone and, like, what apps you like to use. And we'll, um, 
you know, we'll we'll take a look. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. So Anne, get your phone. Okay. Also, there it's was a time. There. Oh, thank you. <laughs> there was a time, especially I feel like kind of late high school slash college. I can't really remember the time frame, but I just remember all of my friends and I would joke. There's an app for that. Like anything you could say, there's an app for that. Mm-hmm. There just there pretty much is. There pretty much is. There's just. I wonder if there's a number somewhere with how many apps there are. It's got to be millions. Yeah. Maybe even billions. So. Let's start with your phone, Emily. You're going to have a lot more apps than I do. Yeah, so. I am looking at our home screens right now. And my, my apps are all in folders by, like, what kind of apps they are. And uh-huh. Anne does not have any folders. I have one. I have two. I have two folders. And she just has pages and pages. I like to scroll. Of apps. And I have two pages. I have three pages. That's it. I have two, but they're all half empty. Yeah. I only have one full page. I could could easily put mine into two. I just like to have three so I can scroll. I like to scroll. Anyways. Okay. So I guess I'll start with my games. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with games. Um, What kind of games do you have? I don't really play games so once upon a time i played trivia crack which i'm sure everyone probably knows what that is except for Anne, apparently because <laughs> the look she's giving me what is it it's basically you would probably actually really like it wait maybe i have there's, describe it there's all these different categories i think there's like six or seven categories and you like spin the wheel you're playing against someone yeah okay and you spin the wheel, it lands on a category, you have to answer a question. If you answer it correctly, you get to continue guessing and answering questions. If you get, I think, three questions right, you get to guess for like a player icon. Oh. And if you get all the icons, which signifies all the different categories of questions. So there's like history, science, math. No, wait, I don't think there's math. I don't know. But basically you just want to win before the person that you're playing wins. Okay. Trivia. trivia. I feel like I did something similar for a little bit, but it didn't last very long, where, like, you would be asked trivia questions, and someone who you're going against is asked the exact same questions, Mm. and you both have to... And it's also time-based. There's, like, a time-based element to it. That's part of this game. Like, if you guys are tied, you can play that to see who wins. You'll get the exact same questions, and you whoever wins answers more correctly wins, or if you answer the same amount correctly, is whoever wins with the time. Oh, hmm. That's part of the game. Okay, well, I did play something similar for a short time, but it is no longer on my phone, so I couldn't tell you what it is. But The other app that's in here, these pretty much aren't games, but Goodreads, the Goodreads app, which is just is. tracking my reading. Oh. And then some games that I do have on here are Piccolo. Have you ever played Piccolo? Nope. It's a drinking game. Basically, you just enter in all the names of the people who you're playing with, and then the game will tell you and everyone what to do. They'll be like, Emily, give out two drinks, or Anne, pick two people to have a thumb war with. Loser has to drink blah, blah, blah. Oh, that sounds kind of fun. Or like, whatever. It's just random. Yeah. Some of them are like, oh, this person has to post on their Facebook, blah, blah, blah. But we never do that because yeah. <laughs> we don't want to. Yeah. 
be looking like hooligans out there. <laughs> that so. sounds kind of fun, though. Yeah. So those are my game apps. I don't really have many. <laughs> I don't have many either, but um, I do want to talk about Neko Atsume. This was an app that I think my roommate in college um, told me about. Basically, all it is is you feed cats and they come into your yard and it's really cute and you can take pictures of them so you can save like and you get to know which cats are who and you give them, um, you can buy toys for them and they just, there's a lot of cats and I name all of them and like part of my shtick is I have to, whenever I see a cat in my yard, I have to try and guess which cat it is. And if I get it right, then it's just like, a woo, I, I got it right. I'm, I've gotten pretty good at it, actually. Yeah, the other day she was showing me this, and she's like, here, I'll show you all my cats. And then she was like, this is, um, oh, yeah, this is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> they kind of, I mean, you can t- say, Emily, like, they look the same. They just have different, like, colors, um, but, like, this cat and these are the exact same pattern. It's just different colored. So, yeah, you can, yeah, there, there's not a whole lot of variance between the cats, but it's really cute, and I just really like it. So. Oh, that reminds me of a game that I used to play, but I had to delete it because it was taking up way too much of my time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, proud of um, you. Proud of you for deleting it. Yes. It's called... Actually, I don't know what it's called, but I just call it the Kim Kardashian game. <laughs> okay. She has an app. It's a game. And basically, out. you are in her world, and you are friends with her, and she is, like, helping you become an A-lister. Oh. So you start as, like, I think an E-lister, and you, like, go up, and you have to, like, do all these things. It was so fun. You have to go to events and, like, talk to people and... Hate it. It was Hate so fun. Hate it. That sounds horrible. Me and my friend Caitlin were obsessed with this game. And we would always talk about it. Like when me and my other friend Marissa and Caitlin and I were always together, Caitlin and I would just be talking about like, oh, yeah, I I went to that event last night. Blah, blah, blah. And Marissa would be like, what are you guys talking about? And we're like, oh, Kim Kardashian. Wait, okay. So are these real events that you have to go to? Is it just events in the game? No, it's just in the game. Oh. <laughs> That makes it 10 times worse. Oh. If it had like a slight Pokemon Go feel to it, and it's like go to a concert or something, like if it actually forced you to go to places, no, I could like, get a little more behind it. Like I would have stupid. to go to like a fashion show event and be the model or... Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. I hate this so much. <laughs> it was so fun. I'm so proud that you deleted it. But then it. you'd have to wait for a little bit because once you run out of energy, you can't do anything until you get more energy. So then you'd have to stop playing. But then you only get a certain amount of time for each event. Like if you're working or something, you have to do it. You have to complete it within eight hours. So if you run out of energy, then you have to like remember to come back on to finish the event and get like all your points. It was stressful. <laughs> Okay, I'm so proud of you for deleting it. Yeah, it's not on here. I actually, I deleted it and then I downloaded it again because I missed it. And then once I got to become an A-lister again, I deleted it and I haven't downloaded it again. But now that I'm talking about it, it makes me want to download it. No, no, Emily, resist, resist. I don't have time for that. Okay, good. Other games. I do have Sheep's Head, Obvi. I'm a huge Sheep's Head fan. Um, 1010, I really love 1010. Honestly, that's kind of my go-to because it's very mindless. Uh, I highly recommend, I'm pulling it up so Emily can look, but 
for our listeners, it's basically Tetris, but rather than having the time element, you know how the Tetris pieces will fall, you can place them anywhere you want on the board. It's a 10 by 10 like square board. And you can just put them wherever you want. And it's very mindless. And it's much more stress-free than Tetris because there's no time element to it whatsoever. And it's very pretty. There's different colors. And yeah, you just, that's all you do. Hmm. Seems like a waste of time. I mean, it is. It's literally, it's the kind of game I'll play I if I'm like. I would much rather be playing Kim Kardashian. Oh, no. It's the kind of game you play where you're like waiting for your appointment to start or, yeah. you know, you're just like sitting, not doing anything. Like that's what it, it's perfect like for that for mm-hmm. me. I definitely like, that's just my go-to. I do also, last one I want to talk about is this is sand. Have you ever heard of that? No. So it's literally just an app that you can like choose colors and then it's like sand and you can like make art from it. So it's really fun. It's just, again, that sort of mindless like... Here, you can see the last one I made. Isn't that fun? Can I do it? Yes, I'm going to have Emily do it. Oh, she didn't want me to touch her last one. <laughs> well, you can't. There's nothing to do, so we need oh. to just start new. Does it tell you what to do? Nope. So you just put your, just touch it. What do I do? You see how you're oh. making... Yeah, oh. so you're just like, you You touch it, and when you touch it, like sand drops from wherever you're touching, and oh. so that's how you make art. And so if you go up to this corner, you can choose whatever colors you want, <gasps> and you could just do like a solid color. I like to do colors like three or four, and it'll gradient for you, and it's just really fun. Like, it's just kind of, you're just dropping sand and making sand art, Interesting. basically. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's see. What's the next category? I guess social for I was going to say, yeah, we should do social. Social is, this is my most used, obviously. Instagram is probably my most used. I guess besides YouTube, but I don't really count YouTube as social because I just watch videos. I don't yeah, actually you're not post. Nec- yeah, you're not posting really. Except for when you're posting love versus hate. Yes. We are on YouTube. Yes. Um, so Instagram is probably my top one. And then probably YouTube and then... I don't really use Facebook or Snapchat that much. I just go on it to, like, browse. Yeah. See what other people are up to. And then Pinterest, of course, to get, like, food ideas and any other kinds of ideas. What's Time Hop? You don't know what Time Hop is? Oh, wait, no. Isn't that where, like, I see people post it on Facebook all the time. Yeah, Time Hop, you just connect all your apps to, and then every single day you can look at it and see what you did on that day in years past so like seven years ago i posted a video for fragile destiny which (laughs) used to be a girl group i was in in high school (laughs) oh wait no actually i think this was a video this was a music video for one direction yep (laughs) the one direction little things music video came out seven years ago today on the day that we're recording this and i was just freaking out on twitter apparently and then, yeah. See, I've See, looked at hop- my time hop 828 days in a row. Wow. In a row. It's like I do this every day because it, it also notifies me. But Yeah. Time hop would be a waste of time for me because I post so infrequently. Like there wouldn't really be anything for me to look back on. Yeah, sometimes there's nothing, but sometimes there is and you're like, I forgot. Wait, how many? Can, 800? 828 days I looked at How many years is that? At least 
two, oh. between two and three. Wow. Um, and then I really don't use Twitter. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I have it on my phone, but I have Tumblr, but I'm not logged into my account. I'm logged into my friend's account. That's funny. <laughs> and then Yahoo Mail because I have a Yahoo email. <laughs> That's my personal. I feel like all the nerds out there are going to be really disappointed in the social media apps I have, basically because I don't have Reddit. Oh. I feel like every nerd, and I, I've wanted to get on Reddit. I just, it just has never happened. And it's also, it's not probably, appealing to me. See, but but to nerds, like it's a huge thing because basically you can start a thread on anything nerdy, and all the nerds flock to it and they talk about it, and it's like a big thing. That's and, what Tumblr is, though. Yeah, but I don't really know why Reddit is more popular, but it's a lot more popular in the nerdum. Than... It just looks ugly to me. Like it's all just like white. See, and that's my thing is, like, I have a hard time, like, the the, tw- the two times I've ever been on Reddit, I'm like, I don't even really understand what's happening or how I read this. Yeah. So somebody needs to show me the ways of Reddit, and then maybe I'll get more into it. But I also don't have, like, Discord or other nerd things that a lot of, you know, I, I don't have those. So. I don't know what that means. Discord is basically just, like, a chat. A lot of people will use it for gaming. Oh, is that where you can see if your friends are on World of Warcraft? I mean, you could probably use it for that, yeah. Oh, I think Alex has that. Oh, I'm sure Alex does. Almost every gamer probably (laughs) has a Discord. And you don't have to use it only for gaming. That's really popular. But you can also use it just like between friends and to just chat. Um, So there's a lot of apps out there that are specifically for nerds. And I just don't have them. So I'm sorry. She doesn't really use her phone. I don't. You know, I use it for what it was made for mostly, which is calling people and texting people and checking emails. I guess that wasn't really what it was made for, but that's become more of a thing now. She's um, just sad. I do like Facebook, though, and I do, if I'm going to use any of my social apps, I'm probably going to use Facebook the most often because I'll just, like, scroll. But I also, like, I'll go through Instagram for sure, too. Marco Polo is actually a really fun one um, that one of my friends got me on. I'm really, really bad at checking it, and she's probably listening to this right now and being like, you are so bad at that. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Olivia. <laughs> but uh, Marco Polo is, like, you basically, it's Snapchat but video form. So you can send videos to each other. Um, which makes it kind of fun because you're like, and they can be however long, like they're not really limited, but they're not saved on your phone either. So you can send each other video messages back and forth. And Do you know that Snapchat can do that, right? Yeah, but it's different because it saves it and you can go back and watch them like on the, on the Marco Polo app for a certain time. Like Snapchat, it just disappears and it's gone. I'm not a big Snapchat person, by the way. All of, but I know people who are like giant, like they only communicate through Snapchat. And it's such an odd thing to me. Yeah, the thing, I think that Snapchat is very popular for kids who are in high school right now. Yeah, basically Gen X or Gen Z, I mean. Yeah, I don't understand. Every time that I see like somebody that age using Snapchat, they're not even taking pictures of themselves. I know, or if they do, it's like yeah, it's half like, their face. It's a like tiny, their like, eye. Cheek. Yeah. In the corner of the photo. I'm like, what's the point? You might as well just text. That's what I say. I agree. I don't understand the appeal of Snapchat. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to have to talk to my cousin about that. Yeah. I guess we're just millennials. Hey, yo, what are you doing? Your face isn't even in the picture. I know. Like, why? Or, like, take a picture of something. Like, not the ceiling. That's the most boring thing ever. Exactly. I know. I have one friend in particular who, like, he'll, he'll always, and it's always the same thing, like, You'll receive a snap, 
he'll read it and then he'll he'll position his phone in a very distinct way and yeah. then like it's always the same shout out to you cole you know i'm talking about you <laughs> um, what like does it's it always mean cole i know what, what does it mean? why why you have to tell us we don't understand <laughs> we don't understand your ways <laughs> yeah but i definitely i will watch youtube for sure as well um and i definitely use my apple podcast app Duh. I use Spotify. I'm an Apple person, but um, listen to all of my wonderful podcasts, including ours. Let's see. What else is there? I really like the Hooji app for, like, what I'm moving heck? on to photo and, like, video type stuff. Oh, I guess that would be Marco Polo for me, but the what no, app? No, like, video, like, taking photos or editing photos. Oh, I mean. okay. So Hooji is, it's the, like, it's just... It's a disposable camera pretty much on your phone. Oh, yes. You've shown me this. I do yeah. like that, actually. So yes. it, like, adds a cool, like, filter to it. And so it looks like it was taken in, like, the 90s or something. Yeah, and even when you open the app, it looks like... Oops. I don't know how I did that. It looks like you're looking through the camera. That's but super then, cool. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. Yeah, I have actually... I've, I remember taking some pictures with it for you, so... You. Yep. I did like that one. Um, and then in terms of other photo video stuff, I like the Lightroom app on my phone because it's free on your phone in case anybody didn't know. So I like what to do... What the heck, Adobe? <laughs> I like to do um, color correction and stuff for photos on Lightroom on my phone. And then I also have Facetune, which you can just edit photos more on there. Oh. Um, and then obviously iMovie comes with your iPhone. So sometimes... I just edit videos on there and make it easy so I don't have to move them anywhere else. Mm, fair. Mm. Do you have any apps like that? I mean, the ones that come on your phone, like iMovie, but I really don't edit on my phone ever. Shazam is a good one that I like. I haven't used it recently, <gasps> Shazam. but Shazam is a good one for like if you don't know what song is playing and you want to know the title. Oh. Do you know what else Shazam is? Superhero. Whatever. <laughs> I know. I'm interested. Um, oh, you know what other... I do have downloaded this recently. I do have the 5th edition character um, D&D app on my phone. It's a character sheet, so you can just do <sighs> character stuff. I know. D&D is fun. Wow, that looks crazy. like a whole bunch of nonsense boringness. No, it's a character sheet, so this would be a character. And it tells me all my stats. It's very helpful for when you're trying. If for anybody out there who plays D&D, it's a very helpful app that like you can plug in your character stats, and then as things happen to you throughout the game, you can change it. And it's just like all boom right there on your phone. Boom. That's like the only. I'm I'm probably a huge just like I said. I'm apologizing up front to all the nerds out there who. You should guys seriously tell me though. Like, what kind of nerd and fun apps do you have? Because I want to know. Because I will probably download them. So let me know. What yes. am I missing out? Let her know. Um, another app that I like to use for travel, especially when I went on my trip to Europe, whenever that was, one summer, is the City Mapper app, which basically tells you, like especially in France when everything wasn't in English, and we're like, where oh, do we yeah, go? Fair. It tells you exactly like where to go if you're taking like the train. Like in London when we did that, it was super nice because it tells you exactly where you need to go, exactly where to get off. It was just super nice. That so, sounds nice. 
And then what's up? What's up? What's up? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, There's an app for that. It was really nice for just like communicating with people back home when you're overseas and if you don't have like messaging and calling for over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last ones that I have are just like shopping apps. So I have this app. It's called Shopkick. Have you ever heard of it? Nope. I used it a lot when I was in college because it was just kind of fun and you get points for walking into stores like certain stores on here, like it'll show you which stores um, you can get points at. So you can get points for walking into like Target or Walgreens or something like that. And then you can get points for scanning items in the store. And then you can also get points for if you purchase cer- certain items, but you don't have to purchase anything. And then you can take those points. Once you get in a certain amount of points, you can take them and exchange them for gift cards. That's for free. insane to me. And so me and my friend, Allie, would go and, like, we'd be like, oh, we're so bored because where our school was, there was nothing to do. So we would just go to a city, like, nearby that had a bunch of stores, and we would just, like, shop, but not really. We would just get points for everything, and then we'd be like, woohoo! It was kind of like a scavenger hunt because you're looking for specific items. Huh. She's not interested. I'm not a shopping person. I'm sorry. <laughs> For all the shoppers out there, I'm sure you all are like, wow, that sounds amazing. And I'm just over here like, oh, sounds like so much work. It was fun. (laughs) (laughs) And then all the rest are just like stores that you can, I don't know, they're just there. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. I I have my Marcus Theaters app use that a lot because I have to know what kind of movies are coming out and stuff. I'm a huge moviegoer, so. Oh, I didn't know they had an app. Yeah, the Marcus Theaters app. That's I handy used to, because I always look on Google and I'm just like, Go yeah, away. it's super. It's a huge pain. <laughs> Definitely recommend the Marcus Theaters app for anyone who has a theater, Marcus Theater near you. Um, I'm gonna download it right now. Oh, do it. You can put your rewards card in there as well. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's very convenient. I can't believe. I'm so glad that you're actually downloading one of the apps that I have. Well, that was fun. A different. Um, apps on our phone that we use. I definitely use my calculator app all the time because ain't nobody got no math anymore. Yeah. 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 So if you guys have any, like, you can't live without apps, you have to let us know. Yes. You can probably let us know. Probably on um, Facebook or Instagram are the best. Yeah. That's the ones we, yeah, I would agree. We, we honestly, we have a Twitter, but do you guys use Twitter because... We don't really use Twitter. We don't really like Twitter. Should we keep our Love versus Hate podcast Twitter? Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Who out there is on Twitter that's listening to us? We want to hear from you. Yes. Cool. Okay. Emily? Oh. What? Oh, go ahead. I wanted to know your learning moment. Yeah, I was going to say, what's our life lesson? Um, my life lesson. Oh, yeah, life lesson. <laughs> that's what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> we could change it to learning. Oh, no, I like no. life, life yeah. lesson. My life lesson... My life lesson is to all you Gen Zers out there. Don't use Snapchat for texting. Just text. Then you can go back and, you know, if there an argument arises and like, but you said this, but no, I But no, I said that. Like there there's no dispute when you're texting. Yes. Or if you're going to Snapchat, then take a picture of your freaking face. Exactly. And, like, take a picture of something that's actually interesting that your friends might want to see. Yeah. Otherwise, just text. Come on, Gen Z. Come on. 
Yes, and my life lesson is to organize apps on your phone because you don't want to go into your phone and see a jumbled mess with notifications everywhere.